Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke, and this is a late night edition of the Austin's Audit Podcast. It is the return of Headline Wednesday. Let me, sorry, just get up in my chair a little bit. But, it is a very slow Headline Wednesday. So, what I'm going to do, well, not instead, but I'll just go through the top headlines from right now as we speak. Plus, the I'll give you the games list for Thursday's games in the NBA, the NHL, and college basketball. Recap the games that happened tonight. I believe it's still that check. So if I'm off frame, sorry. Yeah, it's only it's almost 11 here out west, so I'd uh, check that. But. That is the plan for today's show. If I have time, I'll give you my thoughts on the MVP uh, discussion with Rodgers and Brady. I know it's in the mainstream media right now where Bruce Arians, in his Monday presser, um, straight straight up said it was going to be a travesty if Tom Brady didn't win the MVP. And as much as I agree with Bruce... It, there's a reason why it won't. I, I statistically, it should be like stat nerds. You should love what Brady did this season, but journalism and these media boats are from failed English majors. But that's only part of the take here on the show. I wonder why I'm a little. Well, actually, no, I'm not out of frame. It's just I'm looking at my computer screen and then coming back here. But <clears throat> anyway, that is the plan for the show. I'll just go through the headlines a little bit rapidly. Again, it was a slow news day. I'm not going to... In fact, I'll just start right now. Uh, as far as Tuesday's news with Joe Judge, I'm not surprised with what happened in New York. I mean, I'm surprised it took a day after Black Monday. I'm surprised it took till Tuesday. You know, Dave Gettleman parted ways with the Giants, or he quote-unquote retired. So, that's, again, what happened in New York. The Giants doesn't surprise me. As far as who they'll get, I'm not so... I don't really know who they would get, but we're going to... That's my thought as far as the big news. As far as that, I know I'm a little NFL heavy so so far in this month, but believe me, it's that time of year. It's a little fun, so sorry NBA fans and uh, NHL fans and college basketball fans, but it's the nitty-gritty time. It's time to go. It's playoff time for the NFL, so that's why I'm spending a lot of time on that to start off the year. But, but, there is some good news on the MLB front. Uh, there, well, maybe there will be good news. This will be, once this show airs on Thursday, uh, there's going to be some supposed CBA um, negotiations between the Players Union and MLB all day Thursday. They're doing it via Zoom, so as far as the CBA stuff goes, I'll let you guys I'll keep track of it all day Thursday, and that'll be 
Uh, that'll leave the show for Prediction Friday. I know it's a little weird, but that is the other new. That's the other news I found for today. But let's see what else. Uh, to to do. You know what? I'll do the games list first, and then I'll jump into the new stuff. Let's get into the games list. Let's go to the NHL. Uh, let's start with tonight's games, obviously. The Bruins and Canadians. The Bruins won 5-1. to one. Speaking of the Bruins, Tuka Rask made a comeback, and he's actually made such a comeback and such a very fast comeback that he'll be back in time for their game against the Flyers. That game will be on ESPN on thir uh, tomorrow night, so... For all you Bees fans, Tuca is back. So hopefully he'll give the Bruins a little bit of a boost here. But anyway, back to the game recaps for today. The Stars beat the Kraken 5-2. The Coyotes beat the Maple Leafs 3-1. And that was, and that was the only game that was able to play. The Wild and Oilers got postponed. So for tomorrow's games, let's do that right now. Again, Flyers-Bruins, Tuka Rask is supposed to, or it's anticipated he'll make a, his debut tonight or tomorrow night for the Bruins against the Flyers. With that being said, I'm going to take the Bruins over the Flyers. I'm also going to take the Lightning over the Canucks, the Hurricanes over the Blue Jackets, the Jets over the Red Wings, the Devils over the Islanders, the Blues over the Kraken, the Predators over the Sabres, the Blackhawks over the Canadiens, the Flames over the Senators, and the Penguins over the Kings, and the Rangers over the Sharks. So again, for Thursday's games, I got the Rangers over the Sharks, Penguins over the Kings, Flames over the Senators, Blackhawks over the Canadiens, Predators over the Sabres, Blues over the Kraken, the, Island, the Devils over the Islanders, the Jets over the Red Wings, the Hurricanes over the Blue Jackets, the Lightning over the Canucks, and the Bruins over the Flyers. So those are your winners in the NHL. Let's jump right into the NBA, see what happens. Actually, the big shock today was the... We're going to go through... The, I'm going through the recap right now. The Celtics beat the Pacers 119-100. Hornets beat the Celtics 109-98. Wizards beat the Magic 112-106. The Heat beat the Hawks 115-91. The Knicks in the NBA Wednesday. I think it's one of those. It was a doubleheader for ESPN NBA on um, NBA Wednesday on ESPN. But the Knicks pulled off a double-digit win over the Mavs. They beat the Mavs 105 to 8, 108-85. The Rockets beat the Spurs 128-124. Cavs beat Jazz 111-81. Nets beat the Bulls 138-112. And the Kings beat the Lakers 125-116. So there's your shock. Those were your shockers there. As far as the games for tomorrow, I'm gonna take the Warriors over the Bucks in a possible NBA Finals preview. So again, I'm taking the Warriors over the Bucks. The Grizzlies over the Timberwolves, the Clippers over the Pelicans, 
the Nets over the Thunder and the Trail and the Nuggets over the Trailblazers. Speaking of the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, which is the other headline I was going to get to, he's planning on going, uh, planning to have surgery for whenever his injury is. Let's check the headline really quick because I've been reading that all day for abdominal issues. So let's see, Lillard plans to have surgery for his abdominal issues. So for the Trailblazers. It is what it is, I guess, because let's see what you have as far as record. Uh, 16-24, which is, if you look at the standings, that is 10th in the West, which is barely enough to be in the 9-10 game in the play-in tournament. So even without Damian Lillard, it might just, the Blazers might just fall apart here. But that's where that goes. But as far as Thursday's games are concerned, again, I'm going to repeat the winners. Okay. I've got the Warriors over the Bucks, the Grizzlies over the T-Wolves. The Clippers over the Pelicans, the Nets over the Thunder, and the Nuggets over the Trail Blazers. So those are your winners in the NBA. And again, let's jump into college basketball, and that will be the last of the top 25 list. So again, for today's games, Villanova beats Xavier 64-60. Duke beats Wake Forest 76-64. Michigan State beat Minnesota 71-69, and LSU beat Florida 64-58. And then on for today's games, I got Seton Hall over DePaul, Wisconsin over Ohio State, Texas Tech over Oklahoma State. Texas Tech, by the way, pulled off the huge upset over Baylor on Tuesday, and now Baylor might fall out of the rankings. Auburn also pulled off the upset in the hardwood version of the Iron Bowl, or Alabama loss. So the Alabama basketball team also now feels the wrath and defeat of the Alabama football team, which, by the way, I think I might use... I think I might use that in one of my final monologues, that and the MVP discussion, depending on how much time I have left. But <clears throat> that's the update there. But anyway... For today's games in the top 25, again, for all my college basketball fans, please leave your comments for what teams or conferences you want covered in the show up till Selection Sunday, which I will do a bracket reveal on that night. So, again, for my college basketball fans, if you want a conference or a team highlighted, please leave it in the comments section in either the video or... Uh, audio platforms, or any of the social media sites that I'll mention at the end of the episode. With that said, let's get to, where was I? Oh yeah, I'm finally going to get to the Thursday picks. Again, Seton Hall over DePaul, Wisconsin over Ohio State, Texas Tech over Oklahoma State, UCLA over Oregon, Gonzaga over BYU, USC over Colorado State, and Arizona over Colorado. Again, these are only top 25 matchups. But once again, for all my Pac-12 fans, because it's Pac-12 
uh, a lot of Pac-12 love in college basketball world this year. I got Arizona over Colorado, USC over Oregon State, Gonzaga over BYU, UCLA over Oregon, Texas Tech over Oklahoma State, Wisconsin over Ohio State, and Seton Hall over DePaul. With that said, let's see how much time I have left. Okay, I got 12. Oh, wow, 12 minutes. All right, that's actually not that bad. I can wrap this up with the headlines for the day. Uh, like I said, I already touched on Tuca making his return against the Flyers. Uh, let's see, what actually interesting one here. Let's go with the very first top headline here on the ESPN app. And that's no, the Australian Open draw got delayed because of uncertainty around Novak Djokovic. It turns out the Australian Open draw was delayed Thursday amid uncertainty over top-ranked Novak Djokovic's visa status. The draw to determine the men's and women's singles brackets at this year's first tennis major was scheduled to be held at 3 p.m. local time in Melbourne. But a tournament official told waiting media that the ceremony had been postponed until further notice and declined further comment. It was later rescheduled for 15 p.m. local time. Djokovic, the top seed, will face will first face fellow Serbian Miner Kusnicova. So sorry if I screwed that up. The Australian Open begins Monday. Djokovic traveled to Australia seeking to win a 21st Grand Slam title to break the men's record of 20. He shares with Roger Federer, who, by the way, is, in my opinion, the best of all time. I know Djokovic has made his claim. I know Sampras has his and people who grew up in that era. But for me, in my generation, it is Roger Federer. Uh, Nadal, most of those 20 Grand Slam titles were in France at Roland Garros, on the clay for most of the, what I'm saying is most of Rafael Nadal's Grand Slam wins were at the French Open. Yes, he won a few Wim he won I think what two Wimbledon's, but the point is, Roger Federer is the best tennis player in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. The Australian Immigration Minister is still considering whether to deport the nine-time nine-time and defending Aussie Open champion who is not vaccinated against COVID-19 on public interest grounds. Djokovic remains in limbo. The 34-year-old Serb had his visa canceled on arrival in Melbourne last week when his vaccination exemption was questioned. But he won a legal battle on procedural grounds that allowed him to stay in the country. Immigration Minister Alex Hawke can overrule the judge's decision to reinstate the visa. Now, I want to expand a little, well not really expand, but this is my message to all the people in Australia who think that Novak should be deported and are perfectly cool with your little public health midget minister um, wanting to deport him. He hasn't, he'll, he, but he's considering it. Which, plain English, means I'm thinking about it. 
listen, if Novak keeps his exemption, then at least that tells all of us foreigners, like yours truly, and all the Americans who would actually love to one day go and travel to your country, at least it'll give us hope that, yeah, Australia's actually insane. Australia is actually back to normal. They're they're saying it's cool to go to that country again. That's honestly what that story means to me. You know, I I don't care if Novak Djokovic doesn't win the Aussie Open. Quite frankly, if he wins, so what? He breaks the tie. But this story is more about, come on, Australia. You're better than this. You're an awesome country. Like I've said in the beginning of this take, I would love to visit this country one day. But if you're so wrapped up in a virus that you won't even let foreigners play a tennis game? Play a game of tennis, which generates probably a lot of money for the city of Melbourne. Um, you would think... You would think you'd let this slide. And for all those that go, well, it makes the politician look like a hypocrite, mate. Well, most top, most politicians are. Even the ones here in America, they are hypocrites. But it's more of, it's just, just let the dude play. Let him exempt. So what? He chose not to get vaccinated. So what? It's his choice. Leave him alone. Let him go. And quite frankly, it's a beacon of hope for all of us here in America who realize, you know what? Maybe these other countries can get it right and they can fix it. Because there are parts of us in America, there are some of us in America who don't feel like anything's really going to change. But maybe Australia could be the beacon of hope. Maybe it can be. All that to say, just let Novak play. That's it. Just let him play. And then once the tournament's over, you'll never have to see his ass again. You'll never have to see any of your, any of these non-Australian-born tennis players for a whole another year. So just let these, let this visa thing slide for now, and then you can reinstitute it. After the tournament. Fair? I hope so. Okay. I know. that that That's unfair to put tennis in that type of spotlight. But it's just interesting that way. Um, that's the only thing interesting with that. Um, the other story I want to get to. Let's see how much time. Okay. 15, 13 minutes. Cool. Then I'm going to read through this story quickly. The ben, Sim the ben Simmons situation isn't going away for the Sixers. In fact, with the NBA trade deadline months away, Ben Simmons' agent, Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul, met with the Sixers president, Daryl Morey, and GM Elton Brand on Wednesday. And the sides remain in a stalemate over the All-Star Guard's immediate future. Simmons is no closer to honoring the team's hope Hopes for a return to the court this season. And the Sixers seek steep asking price has brought Simmons no closer to a potential trade. 
this meeting in downtown Philly restaurant was described as amicable and professional, but Maury re uh, reiterated the franchise's stance that it won't make Simmons a trade unless it believes the return gives them a chance to compete for a championship. Paul told the Sixers that Simmons' mental health hurdles continue to preclude him from a return to play with the team and the desire for a trade out of Philly remains in place. Simmons is signed through the 2024-2025 season at a five-year, $177 million max contract and continues to be subjected to significant fines for games missed and absences from team functions. The Sixers, who are 23 and 17, have won seven straight games before losing to the Hornets on Wednesday. But the club remains out of contention. Remains out of contention among the elite teams of the Eastern Conference without Simmons to partner with All-Star center Joel Embiid. The Sixers are targeting top 25 caliber for Trey, but those kinds of assets have yet to be made available to them in offers. Sources say some teams have even described the Sixers asking price for Simmons. Deal is growing in price, not, decl uh, not declining. In other words, nothing's happening. And honestly, am I with the Sixers on this one or am I with Ben Simmons on this one? The answer is I'm with management. Dude, just play. I don't, okay, I may not know the behind-the-scenes stuff, but, dude, if you don't want to be here, just go. Holding out is not helping your cause. You still live in the city, by the way. I don't know how often he goes out, but I guarantee you, people in Philly do not like him. They don't. They would love him gone. The feeling's mutual. They both want... They both want this to go away. I mean, yeah, you got five years, $177 million contract. Which, by the way, that's a... Well, not by the way, but that's a lot of money. A lot of money that the Sixers are going to have to eat that mm, I don't think they're going to want to pay back. But as far as this saga goes... I said it when this first started in the summer, and I'm still going to say it now. This needs to end, and it needs to end soon. Because nobody's winning. And the longer this goes on, the longer hurts Philly. And the longer, it'll hurt Ben Simmons. Future prospects for any team that is willing to pony up the cash and the assets for the Sixers. In essence, that's just the word salad for nothing, but it's true. This needs to end at some point. You know, you're just giving them money anyway by paying all the fines and not going anywhere. It, it just needs to go. It's plain and simple. Alright, let's see how much time I have left. Alright, 23 minutes. Cool. That I'm going to spend, what is it, six minutes? I spent way too much time on Ben Simmons, but I'm going to reiterate one more time, if I have enough time. Uh, with the MVP debate, uh, 
Yeah, with the MVP debate with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, believe it or not, I'm not going to choose Tom Brady. I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers will win it based on story alone. Yes, he played well. Yes, because of that Chiefs loss, it proved his value. But that's why. Because he has generated more headlines for being the a-hole he was during the summer, and that's why he'll actually win MVP. Because Tom Brady has more numbers. Better touchdowns, better passing yards, better completion percentage. Yet, Aaron Rodgers will end up MVP. There, it, there is debate that M- Brady should, and as a Bucks fan, I hope he does. But in reality, he's not going to get it because nobody wants to give it to Brady. Because it'll just give him more of, a, more of an ego boost. But anyway, no, that's my final topic for today. I'll see you guys Friday. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can, sorry, there's a lot of noise in the back. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick. Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well. If you have an Alexa-enabled device, just say, Hey Alexa, play the Austin's Audit Podcast on Amazon Music. If you have a Google Chromecast device, just do the same. Just say, OK Google, play the Austin's Audit Podcast on Google Podcasts. You can follow this show on uh, either Instagram or Rumble. Uh, on Rumble, search for A.D. Gerke. That is A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe, and you'll have all 321 episodes of the podcast. You can also follow the show's Facebook page. Just give it a like, give it a follow, and you'll have both the audio and video portions of the show. Please choose wisely. And, 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 if you have a Twitter, follow me there at Austin underscore Gerke for post-show interaction. And one more thing for all my Instagrammers, please follow the show at hashtag with the hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast, or you follow me directly at Austin Spamonti. Alright, I'm under the gun here. So thank you guys for listening. Let's see, 28 minutes. Thank you guys for listening to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. You've been listening to the Austin's Audit Podcast. Peace out. And I'll see you guys Friday.